Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 57. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Tora. The electro-indie band from Byron Bay are releasing their new single today, entitled Call On Me. In today's episode, we're talking with Jai from the band about their forthcoming record, relocating the band to Europe, and the music of the avalanches. Here we go. Our guest today is one quarter of the genre-bending band from Byron Bay, Tora. Their new record, A Force Majeure, is out in early September, with their new single, Call On Me, out today. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from the band Tora, Jai Pacone. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Um, where are you joining us from today, Jai? Um, I am in Amsterdam. Uh, we have been here for the last year. Uh, we moved from Byron Bay, Australia, uh, right in time for the major lockdown, March 3rd, when we arrived, <laughs> uh, 2020. So we've been here for a little over a year. Um, it's been really good. It's been tough, but, um, yeah, besides that last three months of winter from like December to, to March, it was, it's pretty, pretty nice actually, but we definitely had some, um, we definitely had some hard months to get through that winter period. That was tough for sure. But of course. I can, now. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, the, the band did move, as you said, you moved over there at the start of 2020. Was the initial plan to be over there as long as you have been or was it kind of like a see how we go for the first few months? Well, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of um, debate as to what we should do once we got here. Um, but the initial plan was to come over for touring and to sort of move over like open-endedly and see how it went and we had a lot planned and we had a lot locked in um when it all kind of came like when it fell through it was kind of nice in a way because it liberated sort of that plan and allowed us to work on the record that we've been working on and that we've started to share over the last few weeks um and that record i don't think would be in existence had it not been for uh, the events that, that occurred essentially. Um, but as soon as we realized the situation we were in, we basically just thought, okay, well, I mean, we might as well try and make the most of it in the best way we can. And that was essentially, uh, getting a studio on the other side of town, just like booked all the time and going there every day. It's about a 10 K bike ride 
Um, so every day riding back and forth pretty much for a few months, wind, rain, <laughs> sun, whatever it was, we're on the bike getting there back and forth. And, um, yeah, we finished the record uh, kind of like September last year. So it's been a while since it's been finished. But, um, yeah, I, I think there was like a solid four or five months where we were just – that was more or less what we did. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was good to do that. And I don't think if, if uh, Corona had of, uh, hadn't happened, we, we would have written the record in its current form at all. So it's an interesting thing to look at it like that. It's definitely an interesting catalyst for a record in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm very th- Sorry. I think, I think the name speaks to that as well. We, we, we ended up, the record's called a force majeure, which is kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah, an event that you can't control in a sense. So I was going to touch on that later in the interview. I've got it um, uh-huh. yeah, in my notes and in, things to discuss because um we, we might as well jump to it the, the new record it does come out in september um and as you said it's called a force a force majeure um mm-hmm. yeah obviously was that due to the circumstances that yeah you, you guys found yourself in and kind of what had happened yeah i think i think it was um i think like we liked the sound of it um <laughs> but obviously it was fitting and like spoke to the circumstances. I think like, I think Joe came across the phrase at some point and was just like, wow, that's so like, such a nice, well, it's a nice way to put situation, I guess. It it sounds (laughs) like a nice way to put put this situation. And um, it's a little more broad than like something that's, you know, too specific. It's like, it could mean a fair few different things and we expect people to interpret it. Um, themselves from their own perspectives uh, as, as music is generally the case. Of course, I can definitely understand that. It is a, um, it's definitely like a positive way to frame the situation that is. Yeah. Has happened. <laughs> um, when you were over there, uh, again, the plan was kind of touring and, and going around and, and making more of like a, a base camp there for yourself. Did you find when you started to write for this record because of like the different location, the different circumstances that you approached your songwriting in a different way? Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of inevitable when like there's such a stark change, like even when it's a difference of like the studio you're working in, I think there's a difference in the way you write, even if it's subtle, but when it's like a different city, a different means of transport, a different house you're living in, different weather, different people, that really does adjust the feelings that you're writing with, I guess, but then also um, the approach in a sense. Like the approach wasn't drastically different, but it was it was a little just due to like the circumstances, I guess. And we, we did change um, the approach like – we, it was more collaborative because no one else had anything like else on. I mean, everyone was always there, you know, so always all in the room. Sometimes on the previous records, there'd be a week where someone would have something like that they'd have to travel for, or like, you know, they'd have another piece of work somewhere. Or And so there were, there were moments where you'd come back from that in previous records and you'd see the progress and you'd be like, oh, that's interesting. And then you'd get inspired. But, 
this time it was kind of difficult in a way because there was no excuse for like, I mean, we did have breaks, but there wasn't really a good excuse to like take a week off, you know, because there was nothing really else to do besides work on music or work on whatever creative interests you can do at home, I guess. Um, so it, it meant that we were really in each other's space a lot and that made it difficult, but it also made it fairly a quick record to, to write, I guess, to get it done. It was fairly quick. That's very cool. Do you think, um, obviously not withstanding the, the band's boundaries, has it made you guys a little bit, um, I guess always I find with bands or with artists that have uh, like in a group that shared experiences definitely strengthen the bond. And with something like this, has that been the case where you guys obviously moving overseas would have been one thing anyway, but having this whole collective experience together, has that definitely, um, I guess made you guys work better as a machine in terms of, sorry. Um, yeah. In, in terms of, um, how you guys work as a machine and, and work together. Yeah, I think, I think it, it has, I think we've definitely learned more about each other and, um, we've been through like a few more things together, which strengthens the bond, but we have known each other. I should know for everyone's known each other for over 10 years, basically. And we even more like some of them have known, like Sean and Joe have known each other for like 15 plus years or something. And I've known them like since I was 11. Um, so we know each other really well, but I think everyone is changing. And I think they are still like, they're getting to know me sometimes because like they knew me a lot through my teenagehood, you know, from 16 to, to 19, 20 and I think there was some like development that happened um, over the last few years. But I think also through the process of stuff like this pandemic, um, like navigating that, yeah, we had to be a bit more like lenient in people's like just emotional states, I guess, because of people like no one can, it's hard to understand, I guess, right now your feelings as, as well as you could previously, just because there's so much like extra stuff that I think is impacting people without them even really realizing it. And it weighs in on your emotions, um, in sort of subtle ways. And I think we needed to spend time acknowledging that and just being aware of that factor that, that big factor, uh, that was impacting people emotionally and it made, made things a little bit more touchy at times, but, and also cause we're like, you know, the other side of our, of the world from our family and stuff. So, um, yeah, there's like, there's lots of different things that we had to consider and, and be conscious of. Um, and that I think did to answer your question. Um, it has tightened the emotional bonds between the group and made us more, you know, uh, conscious of those kinds of factors, I guess. Yeah, definitely. The payoff I feel <clears throat> from, excuse me, from what we've heard so far has been incredible. 
the singles that have come out, I think there's three out at the moment, including the one that is out today, which is called Call On Me. What was the catalyst for this song initially? Well, this song, yeah. So it's it's one of those ones where, I mean, my personal writing style, I often try to take a perspective of maybe a fictional character or build a narrative around an idea that's not necessarily me-centric, I guess, um, just to explore things that aren't, you know, really relevant to me. And, and I think through the last few months, it was difficult to find spontaneity and, and social experiences that that impacted my, my, my desire to want to write songs. So I was building these sort of narratives in my head and stories in my head that uh, translated into the, the songs. And this one was in, like that particularly. Basically, I was just... I mean, I think part of it is just the like feeling kind of like a suppression around what we could do and um, who we could see and where we could go, and then and I guess sort of and then feeling the release of that at certain points when in, in, in over the period when when you did get to move around or you did get to go somewhere you wanted, and I think I built the story around fictional characters who are stuck in sort of this sinister town and they had like a, a love for each other um, but they were stuck in this place that was is, is sort of really making them feel not so good and it's sort of them navigating like the verses are about them navigating through this town that is really like kind of sinister and trying to find each other in this place and then the choruses are sort of like the release of that and them you know, doing what they had sort of dreams of uh, during that time where they were feeling stuck. Um, and so it's, it's fairly simplistic, I guess, but it the themes are, are, you know, like this sort of sinister, like creepy town that they're navigating through and then like mountains and sea and like travel and, you know, unification of two people that, previously had issues and resolving that. And it was a fairly fictional narrative, but it was also, I think, delving into some, you know, I think everyone had a bit of that kind of stuff going on. So I think it came from a personal place, but centered around, you know, other other fictional people. Yeah, of course. With, um, with what you've just described, with it being fictional, do you sometimes find, because I think like especially as we discussed, you've moved overseas and now in, in lockdown or like kind of not able to really go anywhere, do you sometimes, I, I guess like it could be almost viewed as like escapism or like uh, yearning to be able to go and do some of those things, maybe not so much the creepy town, maybe you want to yourself go visit a, a bit of a brighter place. But, um, yeah, do you find that when you are creating or, um, writing music that it is a bit of a, a a way to escape in a way? Yeah. Um, I think that song definitely has like its escapism feelings around it. I think the lyrics speak pretty clearly to that, um, especially in the chorus. Um, and I think songwriting as a whole can really 
um, exacerbate those feelings in advance. Even if you haven't gone and done it yet, you, you really like try and dive into it the way you would feel um, to make a, you know, a song that has some Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, some feeling to it that people can identify with, I guess. Um, so yeah, for me, it was like sort of that in advance, but I had done some traveling through that period through the European summer last year when we were riding that. And I think, you know, it helped to have done that. Um, and now when I listen back to that song, I really get a sort of poignant and like, you know, when you listen back to music that you wrote or you, or you listen to a lot in a certain period and then you kind of like identify with it again i haven't really listened to that song since we finished writing it and in advance of this talk i i listened to it uh, again for like the first couple of times since writing it and um like properly you know like actually sitting and listening <laughs> yeah and and it, yeah I, I, it was interesting to feel kind of like the space like the headspace i was in when i was writing that and i think that yeah it's interesting when that happens so a hundred percent. I feel, um, yeah, whether it's either like music you've written, as you said, or just music that has been a constant within a certain time, going back and listening to it and like intently listening to it can almost transport you back there or at least remind you of that mindset you're in. Yeah, hundred percent. Big time. Same with, I mean, I think the same with smells and, and, and sometimes even, um, yeah, like touch and stuff. Like, like I think smell is a big one. Transports you back, and sound is a big one. Specific songs. So yeah, that's it's an interesting thing. Those those concepts. Hundred percent. It. Um, what is it? There's, there. There is a certain word for it, and I can't think of it for the life of me. But it's like a something something memories where it. Yeah, it is like it's the touch or taste of something even that can kind of bring back a thought or a time. Kind of. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the record, uh, also features some guests, which I believe, um, Angie Hudson, Asher Franco and Molly Nicholson, who are Australian artists. How did these, obviously you guys are an Australian band, but how did these collaborations kind of come around this time, uh, with you being overseas? Um, okay. So Asher and Angie are friends of ours from home. Um, two of those songs actually were like in the works prior to leaving. Um, so there was like some ideas that were already sort of started and, and had like the vocals already there um, from the features. And we all live in the same town back at home in Byron. 
we see them fairly regularly. And Angie used to be in a band with Sean and Joe um, before, way back, like when they were teenagers. And so they know each other really well and they've always had like a creative connection. Um, so that particular song, Fire Apartment with Angie Hudson, definitely is like an, an in, interesting feature for us because it, it almost is like a head nod to like 10 years ago, you know, and, and I don't know the, the specifics of what that song is about. Um, but I think it's a great track and I think that feature is a great addition to that record. Um, and then Asha is a friend from uh, school, like my age, she's a bit younger than the other guys and I've known her for years as well. And Thorn was working on that track with her um, production wise prior to leaving. And when we got over here, we really fleshed it out. Like it was kind of early days production wise when leaving Australia, we spent a lot of time on it. Um, and then Molly Nicholson, um, she's actually based in the UK um, and it's a two piece. Uh, he's a, a producer and uh, Molly is vocalist um, and they working together and so we were back and forth in that track quite a bit um, and so it was a fairly collaborative effort and that one also I mean it's a bit more upbeat and housey and that's always interesting for me because that's sort of a lot of where my influences stem from um, so yeah like all the features have something special to them and uh, yeah have an interesting angle especially like the hometown friends well and i think it's nice to pull that into a record um, of course it, um do you think that there's a chance obviously i'm um, sorry not obviously but you guys are coming home to support the record in september uh, with the tour do you think there's a chance you might uh pull those people on stage or take them on tour with you to be able to perform the collaborations uh, in person yeah um we're looking at it for sure. Um, it's always a tricky one, but I think for certain shows we'll be definitely giving that a go. Um, just depends, I guess, like how, how much time, like cause with everything that's going on, um, it's really difficult to like, so obviously when we come home, we have like these quarantine periods and then we have like a tight time allocation in which we can, uh, repractice and, and really get in the in the practice space and make sure that the songs are tight and it really just depends how everything's feeling so we have to play it a little bit by ear so I think um, people who come to those shows will either be surprised by the fact or just not see them <laughs> we'll see what happens I guess um, Are you guys looking forward to being able to come home and other than the quarantine period and, and playing the shows are you looking forward to be able to like spend spend some time with family and friends yeah for sure i mean it's it's been like a year and four months or something um we have yeah we've been excited like especially through the winter it's a little easier now because it's amazing here but like through the winter we we're all fed up we were like <laughs> oh let's go home um but we kind of persevered through that and we we weren't, it wasn't practical to go home at that point. Um, so now, yeah, we're looking forward to it for sure. Like just even going to the beach, um, you know, just seeing our, our friends that we haven't seen in a long time, the family, of course. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's quite excited. Um, 
So yeah, it should be good. I know that there's definitely quite a few people excited about you guys coming back home and being able to play these shows. So it should be um, a very good time. Uh, Jai, would you be happy to talk about the playlist that you, that you sent through? Yeah, absolutely. So that playlist, I think, is, I mean, to put it simply, it's really just like a list of things that I personally really like at the moment. Um, so it was really like a, a Jai playlist. I mean, the guys... Um, also like those songs and they won't know all of them but I put it together just as the stuff I'm is inspiring me at the moment and is yeah is sort of what I've been listening to um, to get some creative inspiration um, but yeah it's 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 kind of a mix of like some really good uh, production and vocal vocalists and then there's some like that's just really kind of experimental electronic music some of it's ambient some of it's quite heavy um, so it should be an interesting listen to anyone <laughs> who goes in there and has a listen I think it'll be uh, I think you need to have an open mood for that playlist so like what, whoever goes don't expect like uh, a really you know smooth and easy <laughs> run kind of like put your headphones on and, and do a bunch of different stuff kind of thing and if you're in the mood maybe it takes you somewhere so. it is a very um like to, to use the words that you've just said electronic ambient um like electro but not like electro if that makes sense um leaning playlist i'm curious just to begin with for yourself as you said it's not the band this is your playlist where did your interest in electronic electronic music come from yeah that's a good question um i i always had like an interest like growing up i was listening to um like when i was really young i was always listening to slightly electro leaning like uh, you know rock music and pop and stuff and always had like a, a, a tinkle of like some electronic uh, elements and I think that sort of grew particularly when we did our first European tour back in 2015 I was quite young I was like 17 or something and I was just sort of getting into this more dance oriented space um, where it was like, you know, house music and deep house and experimental electronic music and techno. And that was exacerbated by the fact that we were playing these German festivals and going to the UK clubs sometimes. And, you know, I wasn't even really technically allowed to be in any of those places. Um, but it definitely, it was inspiring, you know, and it just built and built and built from that point. And now it's like the last few years, I, I, I've been DJing a lot. Um, obviously that's tapered off, uh, the last year I've been focusing more on production and stuff, but yeah, when I was DJing a lot, it was like constantly finding new music and constantly looking for things that I could play. And so my, choice of music is obviously going to be a bit more uh, dance oriented than the other guys and I think that brings an interesting uh, dynamic to the, to the mix of influences because it adds that sort of 
um, more heavy, like energetic dance feeling underneath. And you can hear that on Call On Me and you can hear that on a bunch of the tracks in the record. Some of them are more chill, but I definitely try and bring that to the melting pot of ideas. And um, it shows in the playlist and it shows on the record a bit as well. So. It definitely, just to touch on what you said there, like the band, when I was listening to some of the singles from the forthcoming record, it yeah, it was never full on electronic or ambient music, but it was also never like uh, indie or whatever. Like it, you can tell that it is a bit of a melting pot, which I think makes it really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's always been like that as well. And, you know, there's always been strong opinionated creatives in the mix, um, contributing ideas. And it makes it tricky with writing sometimes like, but I think the compromise during the writing process is what kind of makes things interesting, what gives our sound a little bit of an edge. Um, and I think it's beneficial. It's tricky to write like that, but it's, it's, it is good for the sound, I think, as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the tracks that you've picked from the playlist is from um, one of my favourite records from last year, which was The Avalanches with Reflecting Light. Um, what is it about this song that kind of draws you in or that, that you like? Um, well, I mean, that record, like the first track I should mention that grabbed me from that record was the one that the, like Jamie XX came in on. Um, I listened to that a lot. And then um, that was called Wherever You Go, I believe. And then like, I think this was the following track that came out like the next single um and i was already kind of hooked on the idea of this avalanche's record coming out because that track really grabs me and I, I was interested in the production and it was very like sample heavy as they always are and like but i think they did a really interesting job with the way they sampled things and in this record they kind of really bring you into this like world that's like very themed and interesting and um, when I heard that next track, Reflecting Light, I think it was just, like, his vocals and, like, it was so, somewhat minimal. They didn't go over the top with it. And I just think it, I just think it translated really well. Um, and there was a good story there um, in, the, in the lyrics. And, yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, I think that the vocals, if you listen to them, they just grab you pretty quickly. And so that was just a nice way to offset uh, some of the darker songs in the playlist, I guess. Yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> um, one of the other songs I wanted to ask about was The Other Lover, which is uh, Little Dragon and Moses Sumney, um, which is like his voice is incredible and everything that Little Dragon do I always find is like, uh, it, it's great, but even if you don't enjoy some of them, I feel like it's still interesting or, or like unique in a way. Yeah, sure. What was it about this track yeah. that um that yeah made you put it on the playlist? Um, well, Little Dragon, I should mention, I've been an influence of ours since like the beginning of the band. Um, so there's always like like we've done a cover. It's on SoundCloud. Um, it's it's got lots of plays on it which is funny um but it's it is an interesting cover so we we have a big like 
we're like little dragon fans. Um, and Moses Sumney, if not more recently, but also is like, I'm a big fan of, obviously he's incredibly talented and, um, putting those two together, uh, was definitely just something that I found like very, it was like they complement each other nicely. And I don't know, is that track, I feel like that track though is, was a little dragon track and then they like redid it with Moses Somni from oh, memory, but yeah, I right. could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure though. So it was a song that I already felt like I knew and then they put the spin on it with Moses Somni, which I, really liked so I, I felt like I'd heard the song a thousand times and then I heard it again with this spin on it which I found to be a nice new way to listen to it and that um, is sort of why I dropped that in there and I just yeah, I kind of rediscovered those guys recently and yeah, I just wanted to put it in there <laughs> <laughs> That's very very fair um, Jai thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Uh, and congratulations again on the new single um, and th- for the forthcoming album, which is out in September. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It's been great. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Jive for his time. Call On Me is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to pre-order A Force Majeure, which is out in September. We also want to give a huge shout out to Rhiannon at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify players in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of Jai's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.